Amen. How is everyone doing this morning? Good. It's great to see you all. It's great to be in the house of the Lord. And um, this morning, if you're wondering, um, my husband and um, two of my boys, two of my sons, are... um, they go every year around this time, they go to Shadagay River, which is um, a mile south of Canada. So they go up there and they have a fishing trip. They go with Ron Jeffrey and they just have a good time. And so um, I'm excited. They're there and they're coming home this afternoon. They left on Thursday. So yay. So that's if you're wondering where he is, he's there and hopefully catching a lot of fish. So, <laughs> because he loves to do that. So, hallelujah. It is good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? It is good to be here. It is good to be with family. Amen? It is good to be among family. And I feel like this morning that God wants to do something special among us this morning. That God wants to stir up our hearts. How many liked when God stirs our hearts? How many like when God does something that, that words, you, you don't even have words to even talk about or even to explain what God does. But that's, that's who he is, his character. He loves to touch us really deeply. And I believe he's going to do that today. I believe that speaking by faith that he's going to touch us deeply in parts that, that uh, we didn't even know uh, we could be touched. <laughs> and, and I feel like he's going to do that. And so I'm just going to, we're just going to pray right now. Oh, isn't that funny? That's cute. Um, we're going to pray right now. And we're going to ask Holy Spirit to come and to minister to us and um, to touch us. And so just close your eyes and just open your heart right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come. I ask you to touch each heart in this place. I ask you to come and just touch each person and change them into a new person, God. Endued with your power. Endued with your likeness this morning, God. Touch each person, God. I pray that you would speak through me, Lord. And that you would, you would speak your word with power, God. We ask that you would come and you would do something Lord, that we didn't plan or we didn't even anticipate or even know about, but you would come and you would touch us, God, in a way that that we would know that you showed up. So Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Just begin to invite him right now. Just begin to invite him. Say, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come and touch me. Come on, just begin to do that. Just begin to press in right now. Just begin to press in to the Lord right now. He wants to touch you. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Just begin to open your hands out to him and just ask him to touch you this morning. Holy Spirit, come. We know when you come, Holy Spirit, you make all things new. Holy Spirit, come blow in this place, Holy Spirit. 
Touch each life. Touch each heart. Do something, God. Do something that, that man cannot do, that man can't accomplish in our plans, but do something that only you can do. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. We just bless your holy name. We just say our hearts are wide open. Just say, Lord, my heart is wide open to you today. You can tell him right in your own words. My heart is wide open to you today. My heart is open to you. I want more and more. I want you to reveal the Father to me today, God, that you would touch me and that you would move in my heart in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. <clears throat> well, today I'm going to talk about the Holy Spirit. It's one of my favorite subjects in the whole wide world. The Holy Spirit is the third person in the Godhead. There's God the Father, there's God the Son, Jesus, and there's God the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, the Bible talks about Jesus said, and in John, he said, please wait, <laughs> wait. He was talking to his disciples. He said, wait in Jerusalem because after, you know, after he was rose up from the dead, after he rose up on Easter Sunday, he rose up, um, you know, he, they, they said that he went up into the sky and he said, I need to go up there to be with the Father because when I go up to the be with the Father, the promised Holy Spirit is going to come and he's going he's to reveal all truth. He's going to be with you and never leave you. He's going to be with you always. See, Jesus, when he was here on the earth, he was with his disciples. He was a person. He was God in person. And he went with them and he walked among them. But he wasn't with them all the time. You know what I mean? Like my husband right now is not with me. He's in, up north in uh, upper New York. He's not with me right now. And so when Jesus was on the earth, when they weren't with Jesus, he was, you know what I mean? Like he was a person. But when Jesus left and went up, he sent the Holy Spirit. And he sent the Holy Spirit. He actually, before he even went up, he even breathed upon them. And he said, receive the Holy Spirit. So he, they received the Holy Spirit into their, into their heart, and, and he indwelled in them. But then he told them this. He said, now wait. There's more. <laughs> There's more. He said, wait. He said, go to Jerusalem and tarry there. Wait there. Go to the upper room. There's a room there that's prepared for you. And go there and wait. And so they went. And there was about 120 of them. And they went to the upper room. And they began to wait on the Lord. And they began to pray. And there was men and women and all different people there, all of the disciples. And they were there waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. They didn't know what it was going to look like. They didn't know. They just listened to what God says, said to do. And the Holy Spirit came upon them that day. And it said, the Bible says, that it looked like tongues of fire came upon them. The room changed and it came upon them and says it rested upon their head and they began to speak in other languages, in other tongues that they didn't know about. And as they began to speak that and the Holy Spirit came down, crazy things started happening. The people out there was, God is so good. He sets things up so well. 
that, that during that time, it was the time of Pentecost. It was a time where there was a feast going on and there was people from all over the place in Jerusalem at that time. And, and, and God knew that. And as he began to, to pour out his spirit and, and, and they began to speak in different languages, the people there from all over, from Egypt and all over the place, it's in Acts chapter 2, and all over the place. Let's just turn there. I have it here. I just want to say, I know a lot of you have, have read this a million times, but let's read it with an excitement today, amen? Let's read it with an anticipation today. Let's read it for God to do something today. Come on, that he would dare to come down and touch you today. He loves to touch us. Why wouldn't he do it today, amen? Why wouldn't he do it today? He loves to come down. He loves to touch us. He loves to do things that we don't understand, but he makes things better. The Holy Spirit is like the icing on the cake. It tastes so good. And he wants to come. And he wants to fill you today. And he wants to make all things new. So here, we, here they were in Acts chapter 2, and I think I had it there. And so there was all of these people. There was all these people. And I'm not even going to read all of these names, but it's Parthians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, Asia, um, Panamophilia, Egypt, and all parts of Libya near Serene, visitors from Rome, converts to Judaism, Cretes and Arabs who hear them declaring the wonders of God in their own tongue. So there's people all over from Africa, Asia, all over Rome, all over the place in Jerusalem at this time. And the Holy Spirit came down upon them as they begin to press in and wait for the promised gift that he said. And as they begin to do that, the Bible says that they heard the people praising God in their own language. And they thought, what is going on? And then they saw them. And see, I just want to explain to you, I feel like God's preparing you. through. He wants me to prepare you for what a visitation of the Holy Spirit can look like. Because when the Holy Spirit comes, it can be messy. (laughs) It can be messy. It can be uncomfortable. And a lot of times people don't like that. But I'm preparing you. (laughs) Because you never know what's going to happen when he comes. And so on this day, there was a little bit of taste. The people there were like, they're drunk. Why are they drunk? Are you guys drinking wine up there? And Peter's like, no. Peter just gets up there filled with the Holy Spirit. He just becomes this new person before he was like denying Jesus and and following Jesus and, and all of this stuff. But now he's bold. Something happened to him. The Holy Spirit came upon him and made him bold. And he just began to stand up and preach and tell him. He said, no, they're not drunk. Now, I don't know about you. When you see someone drunk, it looks a little weird, doesn't it? It looks a little weird. They may slur their words. <laughs> they may, they, sometimes they lay down, they're passed out. 
because they just can't. They're inebriated. They're overcome by something. And sometimes when the Holy Spirit, when, not sometimes, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you are overcome by him. And there's things that can happen. There's things again that there's times when the power of God comes upon people and they begin to tremble and they begin to shake where they're, they're shaking like something happening, like the, the, the power of God, God almighty, the creator of the universe touches us. I don't think nothing happens. Do you? Our bodies do different things. And so some people, they just shake. Some people, they just start crying Some people, the Bible says there was great joy when the Holy Spirit came. And some people just begin to laugh. I don't know why, but they do. And they just start laughing, and it's from this part here. They talk about out of the inner being, the belly will flow rivers of living water. It's a refreshing. It's a refreshing And it's like God, when the Holy Spirit comes, he brings, it's like a drink. Jim Jim preached so well last week. If you weren't here, I would definitely encourage you to go on our website and listen to his message because he explained who needs the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and he did really well. So listen to that because he's a way better teacher than I am. (laughs) And so he, um, so anyway, so uh, times of refreshing, and, and, and it's like something happens inside of you when the Holy Spirit comes upon you where you feel refreshed. You feel like burdens lift off. There's times where people who are oppressed with fear, with demonic things, a lot of times we don't think in America that things are demonic. We think that there are, uh, you know, there are different symptoms. There's a list of symptoms that you can get. <laughs> but a lot of times it could be demonic where the enemy just comes at you and brings fear and anxiety and all of that stuff. And so when the Holy Spirit comes, he begins to break anxiety off of people. He begins to break fear off people. It's like they change into a new man. He gives boldness. It's like something happens supernatural where you're not ashamed of the gospel anymore. You're not ashamed. You're not like, oh, trying to hide your faith anymore. It's like he comes upon you and you can't help the kind, you know, talk about your faith. It's like they can't shut you up when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And he, and he loves to refresh us. And so he's saying it's nine o'clock in the morning, they're drunk, and all of these crazy things are happening, and Peter gets up and he just starts explaining what happened, And 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 he just started saying, you know, this is what was prophesied, spoke years and years ago. From the prophet Joel, and he starts, he starts talking about the prophet Joel. He says, they're not drunk as you suppose, but you know, it says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will see visions. Your young men will dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And so if you read about tongues of fire, it didn't really say any of that stuff about it, did it? It just said that, that tongues of fire was poured out upon them and they just began to speak in other tongues, but didn't say about prophecy and all of that. But you see, a lot of times there's, there's things that happen, you know, that aren't necessarily in here. <laughs> Do you ever have that happen? 
Like the end of John, the book of John, it said, if there was recorded all the things that Jesus did, he said, I suppose that all of the books in the world would not be able to contain everything that Jesus did. And so there's times they line up with the word of God, but there's things that can happen that may not be uh, in here. Like they says, great joy. Well, I mean, I've seen when the Holy Spirit has fallen upon people where they just start laughing and that's great joy, amen? I've seen in the Holy Spirit where the Holy Spirit comes upon someone and it's like they're down on, on the ground resting in the Lord. And I believe that that's God's operating table. <laughs> that's where he's ministering to you. That's where he's touching you. And he's moving upon your heart. And there was times, there's been times I know one of my children, they had gone uh, to a camp And the Holy Spirit came upon them. They were praying for the Holy Spirit to come. And we're going to do that. And they they were praying for the Holy Spirit to come. And my son just fell down. And and he just started trembling. And I, I, I think that he was running for one point, laying down. I don't know how you do that. But he was kind of kicking his feet and running. And what was happening to him is he was, he was out there for hours. In fact, everyone left the sanctuary and my son was still there on the floor and the Lord was ministering deeply to him and they had to carry him back to his cabin. And then in the morning they found out what it was that the Lord had shown him heaven. And the Lord had spoken to him, and the Lord had shown him all these visions. And he was telling us about all of these visions of seeing Jesus and and seeing heaven and all of these things. And so when, when the Holy Spirit comes upon people, it's like God's operating table, amen? It may not look like much, but you don't realize what's happening to people. You don't know what's happening to people. And I think sometimes we, we can have it happen to us years ago or we can have it happen to us at one time. And then we're like, we get this attitude where we've been there, done that sort of attitude, and we stop hungering and thirsting for the, whole, for the Lord. And we pump, become complacent. And the Bible talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. And that's a scary thing sometimes. And a lot of times, where, where that scripture is, where it talks about grieving the Holy Spirit, and I, I apologize, I left all my notes home. <laughs> so that's why I was a little like, oh boy. But th- there's a scripture in John where it talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. And around that, it talks about not having bitterness or malice or anger or brawling or envy or all of those things. It's all wrapped up in that same scripture where, where it talks about grieving the Holy Spirit. And what happens is, is when we start to get critical and we start to get angry and we get start to get bitter and we start to get frustrated and all of those things with different things is it grieves the Holy Spirit. And then we find ourselves where we're not getting filled anymore. We're not getting filled with joy anymore. We're not, we're not experiencing the joy of our salvation. And we're, we're succumbing to all of those things. And the Holy Spirit's wanting to pour himself out, but he can't because of all of our stuff that's happening. That, that we're like, I, I, we just complain and all of those things. Believe me, he can overpower that and come even in those situations. But there's times that, that we just, we lose it because of 
because of complaining and criticalness and bitterness and anger and resentment and judgment. We go through the list of all of these things and, and, and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is grieved. Then the Bible talks about quenching the Spirit. And quenching the Spirit is when the Holy Spirit moves and God starts to move where I was just talking about in Acts chapter 2 where the Holy Spirit can come upon people and not only can they start speaking in different languages, but there's all different ways that he comes. Peace, he comes in peace, he comes in joy, he comes and, and, and some people shake. I don't know, if you, if you stuck your finger in electrical socket, what happens? You start, it's like, and sometimes when we get close to the Father, something happens. I'm preparing you. And so, and so what happens is quenching the Holy Spirit is when those things start to happen, we start to cross our arms. And we say, that's not God. When I was younger, the Holy Spirit came this way. And that's not God because he didn't do it the way he did it before. And we start getting angry and judgmental. And it's like we take a big, huge glass of water and we quench the Holy Spirit. (laughs) And see, the Lord really wants to touch us. He really wants to touch us. Even if we're like, I don't get that. And it's okay sometimes for us to question. But a lot of times when we just start questioning, we just, we block it. And it doesn't come. And so with me, can I just share my story? A lot of you have heard it, but I'm going to share parts of it this morning. With me, what happened to me when the Holy Spirit came upon me is I was, I was at a meeting where the Holy Spirit was being poured out, like it says in Acts chapter 2, where the Holy Spirit came and, and, and like... The Bible talks about Peter just started preaching after the Holy Spirit came in power. You know when the Holy Spirit comes because something is in the air. It's tangible. How many know what I'm talking about? It's tangible. It's like the whole atmosphere changed. It's like something just happens. It's like heaven comes down and everything changes. And so I was at a place where revival came. And and let me just go back. Acts, after Peter preached, 2,000 people got saved. You see, when the Holy Spirit comes, people come to know Jesus. And it's over and over and over and over in Scripture. Read the book of Acts. And the Holy Spirit came, and people just come to know Jesus. And so I went to this church that was experiencing this. And in this church, it was in Toronto, and I had gone there, and, and just let me give you a little bit of a craziness what happened. After this church was a normal church, the, the pastor was hungering for the spirit of God for revival. They were praying for it, and there were, there were about 300 people in this church, 250 people that went to this church, and when the Holy Spirit came and fell upon this church, 10,000 people were saved after the first 18 months. 10,000. And that's just the first 18 months. Do you know how long that revival lasted? I know you guys were touched there. 
It lasted a long time. I was bringing teenagers there on uh, uh, conferences in, in the middle of 2000. And the Holy Spirit was still moving so powerfully. And what, what happens is when, what happens, it's even more than, than those numbers because what happens is someone goes there and then they go back to their church where there are other people and the fire of God spreads. That's what happened to the disciples. You know, they begin to go back to their towns. Philip goes to different towns and the Holy Spirit spread and many people came to know the Lord. And see, revival is something, is, is, is what God accomplishes that man can't do on their own. <laughs> it's a supernatural thing. And so he just wants to do that here with us. Because he loves Syracuse so much. And we can have all the plans we want. We can have all the schemes which are good. We can dream which are good. God loves that. But if we're not seeking the Holy Spirit, I don't know. It's going to take a lot longer. (laughs) And it's going to be a lot harder. The Holy Spirit wants to come. And so here I am. I'm in Toronto. I'm in this church. And uh, I'm at a, uh, I go to this workshop. You know how conferences, they have morning meetings, night meetings. And then they have workshops in between during the day. And so I decided to go to this workshop where Jim and I were working with the teenagers here. And um, so I went to a youth and children's workshop. And as I was there, I, I, my mother stayed back at the hotel because she, she had a headache. And um, so sh- she was staying back. I don't think she slept very well because usually, you know, you sleep alone in your own bedroom and now you're with all these women. <laughs> and so she uh, stayed back. And I said, I have to go because I knew I felt something. There was something different about this place. There was something different about this place. I didn't know what it was. There was something different. And so I said, I'm going to go. And so I went to this and they just, they were talking about children's ministry and youth ministry in a way that I never heard. They talked about inviting Holy Spirit to come and to touch the kids and to lay hands upon the kids and not just babysit them, but invite Holy Spirit to come for kids to experience God. And they were experiencing God. Do you see, God doesn't have a little kid's Holy Spirit and an adult Holy Spirit. It's just one Holy Spirit, and Holy Spirit loves people, and he loves to touch people. And so, anyways, I go to this, and they, they say, it's time, you know, would you like to come up for prayer? And I was like, yes! You know, I did not know. There was no one I knew. It was my mother started going to that church very recently, and I didn't know anyone really at the trip, just met them for the first time. So I go to this to the prayer line and I'm standing there and I'm towards the end and I'm standing there and and all of a sudden he prays for me this gentleman he prays for me and he didn't say anything special there was no magic words or anything he just said something like power to the next generation Kelly or something like that and I felt like electricity hit me and I began to I fall down to the ground and I started shaking like electricity, and I started crying, and I thought, what is happening? And I, and I could, I could, I could, I could, I don't even know how to explain it. It's hard to explain, but I was there, and I was just getting empowered by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was doing a work. It was, it was messing with my body, (laughs) and so I was there. I looked like a fish out of water, and I was there, and I was shaking, and then 
everyone was leaving. <laughs> the time was, at, was ending and it was probably time to go to dinner. And I'm like, oh no, I can't get up. And so I'm laying there and I'm shaking and I can't get up. And I'm thinking, oh no, they're shutting the lights off. I'm like, they're going to leave me here. I don't know anyone. I'm in another country. Where am I going to do, you know? And so I just started to crawl to the door. <laughs> and I, I didn't know anyone. My mother wasn't there. What am I going to do? And so some people who were on our, our um, from the church saw me, uh, Pastor Charity, she's a pastor here in the area now. She saw me. She said, oh, no, what's your dad going to say about this? And so she picked me up because my dad wasn't really sure about Holy Spirit at that point, you know. And um, we never saw him come like this. And so anyways, so... They pick me up and they carry me to the car. And for five days, I shook like that. I just shook. They brought me up. My mother said I shook in my sleep. And I just shook. And, and I, I will tell you, I was a very insecure person. I, uh, I was very fearful. Um, you know, I, I just wanted to be uh, hidden. I wanted to be like a wallflower. Like, you know, don't, <laughs> I'll just blend in with the crowd. I don't want to be noticed, anything like that. I always felt like I was stupid, all those things. And through that time, that whole week, that time when I was experiencing this from the Holy Spirit, the Lord was doing such a deep work in my heart that I never knew existed. I didn't know. I saw, you know, on different things, um, TV, whatever, I had saw, you know, people getting healed from wheelchairs, getting out of wheelchairs. You know, you see those things. And I saw that and I thought, wow, that's amazing. But I never knew that God could heal the inside of a person, the emotions, the things that goes on that no one sees. I look normal, but I had some stuff going on. And so God began to heal me those five days. And it was, it was insanely crazy. And I came home, my husband didn't even recognize me. He was like, who are you? And I was so full of joy. I just was like so happy and so excited and looked so weird. <laughs> but I didn't care at all because God was doing something. He was changing me from the inside out. The Holy Spirit was upon me and it was amazing and I was a different person. And so I came home and, uh, and it was three in the morning. My husband was waiting on the couch for me. Isn't that sweet? He was waiting for me on the couch to come home. And he was sleeping on the couch, and I come in, and I'm shaking. He's like, what is going on with you? And I said, I don't know. The Holy Spirit touched me. And I'm crying, and I'm shaking, and I'm just like, he's so good. You wouldn't believe what happened. And I just started telling him all these things. And so it was time to go to church that Sunday. And it was when we were meeting in the Faith Heritage Gym at that time. And we had all of these uh, uh, metal chairs and so I was like, I just got to go where Jesus is. I just got to get to church, you know? I don't care if I look like an idiot because I couldn't even walk normal. I was shaking still. I, I don't know what I look like, but I didn't look very normal. <laughs> and so I get there and they're like, what is wrong? People were just standing and looking at me like this. Like, what is, is she okay, you know? And so I get there and I'm sitting in the metal chairs and it's making all of this noise. I'm serious. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's making all of this noise. And I'm just sitting there and I'm taking notes because I'm like, it's, I'm so hungry. I still have the notes today. And it's so funny because Pastor Lee was preaching on Acts chapter 2 on Pentecost Sunday. <laughs> and here I am 
filled with the Holy Spirit, and they didn't know what to make of me. They're like, what? I don't know what to make of you. Does she have a demon? What is happening here? And so they had some of the elders' uh, wives pray for me, and I remember that. They were praying for me after, and I was still shaking, and I was just full of joy. I wasn't upset. I wasn't mad. I was just changed. And as they were praying for me, I remember, I remember they started getting hit with the Holy Spirit, and they started uh, uh, tumbling over, and they started trembling as, as they were getting close to me, and the Holy Spirit was so just moving and completely changed my life. He completely changed my life. All of that fear, all of that insecurity that ruled me was gone. And in fact, there was one day, <laughs> there was one day, it was last year, I was driving in my car. And all of a sudden, I felt this huge, like it was like a tidal wave of fear, of insecurity, of fear, and all of this stuff. And it came back on me. And I was like, what is this? I was like, God, what is this? And, and I was just like, what is happening? I didn't know what this was. And I'm like, God, just take this from me. What is this? And all of a sudden, the Lord just took it off of me. And he said, I just want you to remember how you used to live. And I thought, oh my goodness, like how did I even function like that? How did I even live in all of that fear? I mean, How? You see, it doesn't matter what you're going through. God knows what you're going through. And he wants to touch you. He wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit. He wants to touch you. And there's different ways that he comes. I explained some of the ways. But really what he wants is for you to be hungry for him again. He wants you to be hungry for him again. He wants you to believe him again. He wants you to be so hungry that every day you get filled with Holy Spirit. Every day, and I'm not kidding, every day God fills me with his spirit. I'm in my bathroom and I just, oh, waves and waves of his glory and he just fills me and I just love him and he loves me back and and he just wants to fill you today. Maybe it's been a long time for you. Maybe you're far away from God. Maybe you're in a place where you're not even sure about God, but God drew you here, and you're not even sure why you're here. God wants to touch you today. He wants it. The Bible says, for those who confess your sins to him, he is faithful enough to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he takes your sins as as far as the east is from the west, and he remembers those no more. Like, he wants to have his spirit blow inside of you, the Holy Spirit. But then there's more. He doesn't, he wants to empower us to be the church. Amen? He doesn't, a church is not a building. A church is a people. And he wants us to be empowered to do the things that he did. In fact, he said, greater things we will do. Greater things. And so I want to invite you this morning. I want to invite you this morning to be hunger after him again and thirst after him again and come and be filled with his presence again today. I don't know who's going to play the piano for me, if they're going to play the keyboard or whatever, but if if whoever that is, could you could just come up. And right now, we're just going to ask the Holy Spirit to come.
Jeff, would you mind going to the, the, the keyboard over there and playing? Jesus. We're just going to ask him to come. Just come, just close your eyes. And just hold out your hand. When you hold out your hand, it's like you're, you're wanting him to give you something, right? It's like when you want someone to give you something, you hold your hands out. They put it in your hands. Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. You know what each person needs. Holy Spirit, we invite your presence. We invite your presence. We ask right now, God, that you would stir something up in hearts today. That you would do something real in hearts today, God. That you would touch people with the Holy Spirit. That you would move upon them. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Wave after wave. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Just begin to thirst after him right now. Come on. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I feel like he's going to come upon people in a way that you tangibly feel him. And when he does do that, I want you to come up to the front. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Touch your people. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. Jesus, Spirit, come. Jesus, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. More, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. More, Lord. I heard that. The Lord said, call unto him, and he will answer you. Do not worry. Do not fear. He is your God. He is your God. He is your God. All worry be gone in Jesus' name. Call on to me and I will answer you. Your fears will be gone. No more fears. I am your God. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Shiri Alarakasata. We're just going to go into a time right now. If you, if you want more, if you want prayer this morning, 
I'm just going to invite you to come up and we're going to pray for you. I'm going to have the altar team come up and we're going to pray for you. But I just want to walk you through some things. As you begin to come up, just be hungry. Just be hungry. Ask for God to come. Just be hungry. Ask him to come. You might not know what it looks like or feel, but just be hungry. Ask him to come and touch you. You need a fresh touch. Maybe some of you are like, you're not sure if you believe, but just allow the Lord touch you today. Just come forward. Come to him. Come to him, all who are heavy laden, and he'll give you rest. Come to him and let him touch you this morning. Come to him this morning and let him touch you. And those, in, those here who, are you, who you want, to, ex, you've never experienced the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the speaking of tongues, I just want to encourage you, as you begin to come, just come to the Lord and just allow him to fill your mouth. You don't need to speak in English. Just open your mouth and breathe him in. And just begin to let the Holy Spirit flow through you. Let those words come out. A lot of times you're thinking, I don't know about this. And when you're thinking, thinking that, that's when the Lord just begins to move. So let him flow. It's like a yielding to the Lord. Just yield your spirit to him and step out in faith and just begin to pray in the heavenly language. And those here, maybe you haven't had a touch in a while and you want a touch from God, I would encourage you, come up for prayer. Allow the Lord to touch you this morning. Allow the Lord to touch and move on you this morning. We're going to continue. And those in here, if you're just not, you're, you're just, you may have to go. Maybe there's something going on today. There's no condemnation. We love you. And, and we're just going to end the service right now. But we just want to open the altars for those who are hungry to receive a touch from God. Okay, Tom. Okay. Well, I'll just The Lord just told me that there is a reason in the planning of this church. If you look down, you'll notice this carpet up here is purple. And you'll notice that it stops right where all the seats are. The reason for that is this is an area that has been set aside, not just for him, but for you to come to him. There's a reason why it's not purple all the way to the back. It's because Christ says, come to me. Come to me. And he is calling many of you out there right now that are sitting in those seats as he just said this to me. Some of you know his arms are reached out to you. And he's saying, come to him right now. Come to him. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And those two, if there's any men out here who would want to catch for us, I would just encourage you to come up. And I just want to give you a quick lesson. <laughs> Please don't close your eyes when you're behind someone. Keep your eyes open and put your hands there because sometimes people may fall forward, backwards, and we want you to be able to catch them adequately, okay? And for those, so we're just going to continue. If Jeff, if you can continue to play, and we're just going to pray for people right now. And as the Lord leads, amen. Love you all. No, Lynn, if you're able to just sing up here, maybe lead in a song or something as we begin to close.
Lord, we come. Lord, we come to you. Come to you. Come to you. Oh, Lord, we come to you.